You're listening to what we call pre-roll in a podcast. We're not selling you anything, just saying hello. This is the Friday, July 15, 2022 version of the Market Analysis segment for Market to Market. The weather refused to yield the steering wheel of trade even in a week of USDA news. For the week, the nearby wheat contract plummeted $1.15 or 13%, while September corn dropped by 29 cents. Drier forecasts coupled with a cut in demand provided guidance in the soy complex. The nearby soybean contract lost 47 cents August meal, shed 30 cents per ton. December cotton fell 6.92 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, August class 3 milk futures declined by $1.61. The livestock sector was higher as August cattle added 98 cents. August feeders put on 4.62 and the August lean hog contract well, that improved 65 cents. In the currency markets, U.S. dollar index jumped 111 ticks. August crude oil lost 7.10 per barrel. Comex gold cut 37.80 per ounce, and the Goldman Sachs commodity index fell almost 24 points to finish at 670.50. Joining us now to provide some insight is Chris Robinson. Welcome back, sir. We spent so many weeks writing words for the markets going higher. Now we're running out of words to say the market is going lower. When we start with wheat, plummeted is not accurate. Bottom fell out of the contract. What is happening? Collapsed. Um, Well, you know, we we saw that wheat stocks were tight. That that was a, we we began the year, we knew that. Then we really accelerated with the whole Ukrainian issue, and you saw, you know, when, when Chicago wheat went from six fifty to ten bucks, most people were like, "That's a great price." That last three dollars was really a combination of, I think, panic, speculation, and then we had the daily uh, reminder that inflation, inflation, inflation. So anybody that had missed the year and a half rally, which really just started at the bottom of of the. Uh, that March low, March 20th, uh, in 2020, when, when the, the, uh, when we shut down the economy for COVID, that was the bottom. So we had this huge rally, everybody missed it. And it was interesting. As soon as all the news was out, you had the UN saying we had six weeks left of wheat. You know, it was, that was almost top within, within three or four days. What happened? The market repriced. I, I think that, um, reality kind of came back in. But to see we completely lose the entire rally, we're back to where we were in February, December. So 2022, if, if, you, if you had fallen asleep in December and just woke up today, you, you missed that whole uh, situation. So it was unusual. So what do you do now? You've missed the party. Can you still get an invite? Well, I, I think most people, you know, when we were at 10, 12, 13-year highs, we're, most people, I think, did some sort of hedging or certainly if they hadn't, when they learned a lesson, when you have those rallies like that, that's when you really need to be doing some sort of risk management. I understand people are afraid to sell ahead because they might not grow the crop, right? But certainly this this is the first time probably in a decade, probably since the 08 move where we had this that big move where people start to wake up to the uh, the importance of using puts. That's really what it comes down to. You get your risk on paper. You don't have the risk of delivering, and you can capture some of that um, revenue. So... Corn and wheat are often tied together. Are there those that buy and sell corn? Should they be looking and learning from the wheat story as they look at their crop? Right. Wheat typically takes the sell side of uh, that spread. People will buy corn and beans and sell wheat. And you've seen that really aggressively in the past, really in the past two months as, as 
wheat turned first, and then it's, uh, we saw what happened with uh, uh, corn and beans as well. And again, it's, we were right at that critical, critical time, and sometimes it's not even a, a bunch of new selling came in. It's just there's no more buyers left. And, and this has been a, an interesting year. We haven't had a year like this, really. You'd have to go back to 08, maybe 12, where we've had these types of swings. And um, so it's, it's been a, a learning lesson. And I think, you know, a year, a year and a half ago, we started seeing volatility pick up. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I would imagine that volatility is going to remain for the next year, year and a half, is it, especially as we figure out what's really going on with, with inflation and what's really going on with, uh, are we entering this uh, recession? Well, that's a very good transition to our social media question that we have. Shane in Bloomfield, Nebraska, is asking, given the 9.1% inflation currently, <clears throat> the new crop price for corn seems undervalued. Does yield and inflation balance each other out, or do they support each other for a new trend in this market? Well, we had a two-year $4 rally in corn. That was your inflation rally. Really, if you look at it. And then in two months, we lost half of it. So, you know, the correction was extreme. We've come back down to that mid-level. These halfway back trades are very important. It gives everybody a chance to reevaluate what's going on. I know there's a lot of arguments out there as to if you do the inflation-adjusted corn. But I think that you can go too far in the weeds on that. What really matters, and I think that your viewers, what really matters is that spreadsheet number. What were my inputs? Where can I sell it? What's my basis? And, and if, as long as that is a healthy relationship, I think that the worrying about where it is for inflation adjusted is it's kind of a, um, an exercise that I wouldn't spend a whole lot of time on. I get it. It's something to, to watch. But at the end of the day, uh, demand trumps everything. And you, you, you will see that. You saw that back when we had the, uh, you know, leading up to uh, uh, the, the whole Chinese uh, um, not the, the uh, uh, what am I trying to say there? Well, the Chinese had, you know, they always seem to have some story. Doesn't right. really matter what it is. Right, when we had the tariffs, when right? The, uh, they the, didn't care, they kept buying it. In fact, they aggressively bought for two years in spite of the tariffs and in spite of the high grain prices. So if somebody needs something, if they want the product, they'll come get it. You've seen that here. We were talking about wheat. Yesterday, we had one of the biggest wheat sales we've had in a long, long time. Well, well why not? Because we just lost $5 a bushel. <laughs> They're going to step in there. Right. So I think that's more important to answer that question, demand. Okay, let's get into the soybean. China soybeans always go together. But there was, you also mentioned the balance sheet of things. All of a sudden, there was out of this USDA report kind of some missing numbers. What's the story? Well, those numbers really weren't that bearish. Most analysts, I think, if you, if you survey everybody, you know, talks about this, it really wasn't that bearish. The interesting thing was they took away, they already took away 75 million bushels of demand for next year's soybeans. So they've, they've, they're factoring in uh, the recession, a worldwide recession. So that's, I think, was the most, to me, the most interesting piece of information in that um, the, the last data dump. And if you look at the actual numbers, if we have any yield problems with soybeans, we're back to pipeline supplies. So those numbers are going to be very, very key. I think the, the WASDE numbers are going to be uh, fixed point in times where we're going to continue to have these, you know, we call them price discovery days, where we have 40 cent 
trading ranges as the market figures out where it wants to go. So that volatility is not going to go away, um, especially when there's, uh, you know, arguments about, about what the carryout's going to be. You mentioned weather as a story in your newsletters this week. Is the weather factor, how big of a driver is it in New Crop Beans? For New Crop Beans, I don't think it's that big a factor yet because beans are made in August. Really what's driving us now is what's going to happen with corn pollination. And we saw you know, a week ago, Sunday, we, it was hot and dry and people could not own enough uh, corn. After that $2 break, we were right back up to six fifty, six fifty eight. dollars uh, new crop corn. That was a huge rally. A lot of people thought, oh, it's game on. It's 1988 all over again. You know, here we go. Or certainly 2012 all over again. That did not come through (laughs) because 24 hours later, we were back down on the lows. And that was, I think, the carryover from the concern that we're heading into or possibly heading into a worldwide recession. The the managed money, the money flow has trumped, I think, the um, uh, fundamentals right now because that's the only reason you saw crude oil break $23 a barrel. You saw uh, cotton, every commodity out there had a tremendous sell-off. As soon as Chairman Powell mentioned the possibility that we'd have a recession, they've sold every rally and they've lightened that position up. And that's what's really helped push a lot of these commodities down. I'm going to have to get your thought on cotton in the market. Plus, I need to move to cattle quickly. Yeah. Um, for the sake of uh, there's this, we'll have another question about it in Market Plus. There's these sales in Texas uh, <clears throat> and other big areas. Is that driving the market one uh, higher or is this a, oh, we're, we're, we're benefiting from lower grain? Well, the herd's getting smaller. It's going to be, I think, the smallest herd in at least eight years. The last, what we're expecting, I think it dropped another 3%. So the herd's getting smaller and that's, not really that surprising, right? You've had input costs go through the roof for everything, diesel. Um, now you've had that drought in Texas, which has really hurt. If you can't feed the animals, people are not going to keep buying feed for the animals. The hay has gone from $50 a barrel to $100, $150 uh, $50 a bale, excuse me, not a barrel. So that's you know, if your input price has doubled and tripled, people are going to make the decision. And it's a painful decision. I get it. But like, we got to, we have to reload. We have to, we can't keep throwing good money after bad. So yeah, you're seeing these animals come to market. Um, there's a silver lining to that. We've had actually a, a rally uh, recently. When corn dropped $2, that took a lot of uh, heat off the feeders. Feeders had a nice, we've had a nice $17 rally. We had a four month high. So there's always a silver lining to it. I know what's going on in, in, in Texas there is, is a sad situation, but I think that's more uh, local. That drought okay. is very, very bad. Real quickly on hogs, we finally reversed a trend. Does that continue higher now? You've had really good demand. And I think that's something to continue to watch. We broke out of that range for a long, long time. We couldn't get through uh, uh, this price resistance. I think the other, the other thing is, too, you get this natural thing. We've talked about money flow. Money flow is coming probably back into the long side onto the pork complex because the idea is, well, if the economy slows down, people aren't going to buy beef. They'll buy more pork. So and I think that's going to be supportive there. As you, I have as to put a pin ahead. in it. We'll keep it going to Market Plus. Thanks, okay, Chris. Thanks. All right. That's, uh, as I said, we'll pause analysis. We'll continue with Chris and answer more of your questions that you submitted in Market Plus. Find that on our website at markettomarket.org. It'll be both in podcast form as well as on YouTube. All of these resources, by the way, are free. 
Stay away from the summer slide in your knowledge in our market-to-market -market classroom. Check out our modules offered on the 1980s farm crisis, science and technology, as well as the role of government. Visit market2market.org slash classroom to enroll. Next week, we look at the sunflower industry adjusting to global changes. Thank you so very much for watching and have a great week.